Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. I am your host, Terry Barr. Happy to have you here with us today. Going to start out with a pretty heavy question. Do you have an extra $12,000 or so just sort of laying around that you might be able to use right now? If you're wondering why is she asking me that, well, the rising prices could actually add up to you having to spend that much more just to keep up. So happy to welcome in to talk about all of this, explain it, and maybe help us figure out how to deal with it as well. Elizabeth Renter. Elizabeth is a personal finance data analyst with NerdWallet. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Terry. Now, this is so interesting because what you did was looked at a bunch of data, which I always find fascinating anyway. There's stories to be told from the data. And what did you look at to actually get to some of the numbers we're going to be talking about? I looked at two data sources from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So one is called the Consumer Expenditure Survey. And every year they look at how much people spent on everything. So everything from rent to clothing, groceries. The other data source I looked at from the Bureau of Labor Statistics is the Consumer Price Index. And so everybody knows that one (laughs) because that's where we get our big inflation number, right? Mm -hmm. And I compared those two data sources and used them to come up with how much more people might expect to spend this year compared to two years ago. Oh boy, and and the numbers really do kind of hit you right in the face. 2020, Uh, Mm -hmm. About $61,000 average on all of the things you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But what are we seeing this year? What can you tell us? Yeah, so to purchase the very same things that we purchased in 2020 for $61,000, you would spend about $73,000 in 2022. And these big numbers, uh, they're tough to sort of conceptualize. I mean, we all know that's more money, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. But trying to make sense of, well, what does it look like in my life? Um, so, you know, a thousand extra dollars every month, that makes a little more sense. And, and it's pretty frightening for most of us. That could be somebody's entire paycheck. Right. Their paycheck, their, their rent or yeah, it's it's a healthy amount of money. Oh, wow. OK, so you also and this is where at least you can start to tell where the money is going. You broke it down by specific categories. Let's talk about first groceries. What did you find there between the two years? Yeah, you would spend about $100 more each month this year for groceries, which is, uh, you know, for me, (laughs) that's one whole grocery trip. You know, that's one whole week's worth of food, if not more. Right. So, yeah, it's a lot. So on average, you're thinking like $1,200 more a year, and that's just groceries. Yes, exactly. And, you know, this this data source, what they look at when I said they look at everything you spend money Mm -hmm. on, this doesn't include if you decide to go out for dinner. Or if you get chips from a vending machine, you know, all those little things we do here and there to kind of supplement our groceries. Um, Yeah, this is just groceries we're talking about here, which is uh, which is notable. And I'm going to assume, but I'll ask you, um, it it also depends on how many people you are living with or or are using whatever you get. Right. These numbers are based off of averages, so it's not going to be exactly right for probably nearly no one, right? It's going to be a good approximation for a lot of people. Um, But if you have, you know, a family of five, or if you earn more and therefore spend more, um, these factors are going to sort of adjust that spending amount upwards. Okay. So that was groceries. Let's talk about housing. 
Yeah. Housing. So this is uh, the data source is called the shelter. And so this would uh, refer to both rent and you know, mortgages, if you have a house payment, and those would be more than well, $100, $120 more, excuse me, each month in 2022. Yeah, that that I believe. We've been talking a lot about that throughout the entire year. Yeah. And uh, utilities, you know, to yeah. go along with your housing, and we already know going into the winter season, sure. whatever we're seeing, that's going to go up. So what did you find between 2020 yeah. and 2022? So utilities this year would cost about $70 extra each month. Um, and you're right, uh, this is particularly driven by the cost of natural gas and electricity. And so as people begin heating their homes, and particularly people with natural gas, they're going to really feel the pinch of this. Oh, boy. And then gasoline for our cars, another thing we've talked about almost all year. Right, right. I, they have come down or they're still down from their high in June, but gas prices are still high, right? Like they peaked in June, they've come down since then. That doesn't mean it's affordable <laughs> because you'd be spending about $200 extra each month this year for gasoline. That's incredible. I mean, that is a lot if you just look at gasoline, which of right. course we've done a couple of Pennywise podcast episodes on just gasoline, but looking at this bigger picture with you now, it, it, it's it's a little scary. I'm just going to say yeah. that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it's not a surprise to people that commute every day. You know, right. people like me who get to sit home. I mean, it's pretty easy for me to conserve gasoline, but it's tough if you if you rely on it for your for your income. You know, right. And then uh, we had basically monthly expenses. I, I, is that just kind of anything else aside of the other topics we've talked about? Yeah, it's it's everything. Like I said, this survey looks at everything you spend money on. So, I mean, from pet care to new tires for your car, um, across the entire year, you'd be looking at about an additional $1,000 each month. Wow. So again, that adds up to almost $12,000 a year or $11,500 a year. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Now the bigger question, how does what we're seeing happening, the data that you dove into, how does this play into, you know, the word we keep hearing tossed around recession? Yeah, that's a great question. So both are part of the business cycle and it's sort of this predictable ebb and flow that we see in the economy. And so the economy is booming, prices are rising that's unsustainable. We're right there now, right? The prices are high and we want them to come down. We all want them to come down. And so that's why the Fed is raising rates. And they try to just nudge rates up a little bit in hopes that inflation comes down and prices come down. And then they begin to get more aggressive with it in order to uh, pull them down, right? They call inflation sticky for that reason. It doesn't <laughs> want to come down <laughs> right off the bat. So the flip side to that is raising rates, bringing inflation down can cause a recession. Um, and in a recession, unemployment grows um, and we have you know, economic distress of another kind. So it's kind of like we're trading one for the other. Yeah. So um, the word recession can be very scary and, and mm -hmm. it, you know, it's not a positive experience, but if there is any silver lining, it is that prices will come down. I guess that's what we're looking at in need right now after talking about <laughs> the groceries and housing and utilities and what it costs. Yeah. I guess my my bigger question in trying to help our listeners, what can you do? What what should you think about when it comes to like the bigger picture? Yeah. I would say don't feed into sort of the alarmist stories you're hearing about because yeah. unless you're a policymaker, unless you work at the Fed, <laughs> like 
you know, worrying about it is not probably going to do any good. There are a few things you can do to take action to minimize how these factors affect you. Um, but getting sort of wrapped up in the what if it happens, what if it doesn't is kind of a, a waste of brain space, even though that stress is extremely understandable. I mean, look Ugh. at the numbers we've talked about, <laughs> you know, it makes sense, it but it's really not does. going to help you. Okay. So take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about, um, I guess, just expect these rising costs. We yeah. are getting, I don't want to say used to it, but it's been happening the last several months. Right. The costs aren't going to come down quickly, right? It's not going to, you know, the Fed raises the rates and then tomorrow we wake up and everything's as affordable as it used to be. That's not how it works. <laughs> so we do need to kind of get used to this for now. Um, another thing you want to keep in mind is if you had plans to purchase a car or purchase a home, um, interest rates on loans are going to be quite a bit higher. So you would want to budget those increased interest rates into uh, whatever you were planning to spend on those items or potentially push off that purchase until things settle down a little bit, whether that's a year from now uh, or what have you. Another thing that's going to be affected by interest rates is going to be your credit card. Um, so if you carry a balance from month to month, you're really going to notice um, in your interest charges how much that's changing. Um, and so at NerdWallet, we'd encourage you to pay it off every month and avoid those interest charges whenever possible. Now, we understand like in tough times that might mm -hmm. not be possible, but try to make it a priority. Yeah. Oh yes. We've talked about this quite a bit. Oh my yeah. goodness. And then I guess the, the other idea of what to do is just if you have the ability to budget more or just maybe do a budget. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. For sure. Like knowing where your money is going is a great start. Know what you're spending on and know where you can cut back. Uh, so many of us just, you know, buy the things we buy and we don't think about it until oh my gosh i think my grocery cart cost me 50 dollars more today oh yeah <laughs> you know and then yeah. and then it hits you maybe i should be a little more uh, conscious of what i'm doing here so uh, a budget is a great place to start um you know another good place to start would be an emergency fund um if if your budget is strapped thin and, and you're having a hard time making ends meet this part can be difficult but even if you can spare like $50 a month into an emergency fund, yeah. that'll make a difference because, you know, say your car breaks down and you need a car repair. Well, mm -hmm. car maintenance is more expensive now than it used to be too. Right. right. <laughs> so your unexpected bill is going to be higher than it would have been a couple of years ago. So whatever you can set aside for these unexpected expenses can be helpful. We, we've talked a lot about these various uh, topics individually, but it sounds like if our listeners haven't done any of these things to date, now is the time to really kind of start thinking about your budget and the bigger picture and all of that. Does that sound about right? Absolutely. This is great motivation to kind of get your house in order in regards to your spending and, and knowing where your money is going and making sure it's you know laddering up to long-term financial goals, big picture wise. Um, and then smaller picture wise dealing with these price increases that we're all seeing you can still make changes like you know i think i'm of a certain age where my mom used to clip coupons and i mean like i've only done that a few times in my life yep <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a thing <sighs> um the one thing i have made the one change i have made is i've been a little bit more willing to buy uh generic and store brands um I think we all have a little bit of brand loyalty when it comes to certain products. Yeah. 
now might be a good time to temporarily put those on pause and, you know, make that sacrifice to go with cheaper brands. Yeah, sometimes it is just those little differences. What would you say, bottom line, um, to maybe what you learned and what all of us can learn from the data? Anything really stand out to you? You know, the thing I think that stands out to me anytime I do an analysis like this is bringing what the big numbers mean down to a local level. And by local, I mean like my house, my purse, my bank account, like what does this mean for me? And so that big number we were talking about, the extra $11,500 across the year um, makes a lot more sense when you are thinking a hundred extra dollars in groceries every single month. That is considerable. And so I think being aware that like, oh yes, inflation is up, you hear about it on the news, but how is this impacting your household and what can you do, what practices can you put in place to sort of like minimize the damage? I think that's what really resounded for me in this data. Oh, Elizabeth, that's that's terrific. Look at it as it is your money. And I love how you said, it's my house, my money, my <laughs> purse. And yeah, just kind of try to take some control over it so you feel a little bit better at the end of every day. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Oh, Elizabeth Renter, terrific conversation. Thank you for breaking all that data down with us. I just find it so interesting. And um, Elizabeth is a personal finance data analyst with NerdWallet. And we are so happy that you were able to join us today. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Terry. It's been fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm Terry Barr with your Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. Thank you for being here as well. <laughs>